Hello, we're the Skate Bomb Boys. I'm David. And I am not. This week, you're going to get a double load from us, you lucky things. Two is always better than one. So we're going to bundle together the semi and the final for this week's episode. And let's be honest, we'll be dragging out the recap of the final, which is always the slowest episode of the series. It is indeed. We also have some news. This is our last Bake Off episode for a wee while. From next week, we're going to be diving into one of my favourite television shows of all time, The Traitors. (laughs) Yes. We loved The Traitors UK last year, and there's a brand new season of The Traitors US, hosted by the iconic Alan Cumming. In the UK, it's on the BBC iPlayer, and in the US, it's on Peacock. I cannot explain how excited I am. It is the campus show of all time. Plus, we're going to have some very special, treacherous guests. Anyway, that's enough. Talk about blowing your load too early. We've still got some Bake Off to talk about. Let's go. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Okay, we're going to fire through these two episodes. I feel like what happened was we both watched Patisserie Week very closely. And then with the final, we both kind of didn't really pay attention. But I think, like we said in the intro, the final often is a bit of a kind of like a... Bit of a damp squib. Yeah. Let's go quickly into Patisserie Week then. So the signature, they had to make eight patisserie style layered slices in three hours. What do we think? I quite like this one. Yeah, I thought it was decent. It was quite straightforward. It's quite, yeah. But then for us, like you say... We can't complain because for a signature, you want it to be something in patisseries quite high end and you want it to be something where people can think, okay, I can try that myself and put my own signature on it. They've learned from when you were on it because they've said patisserie style layered slices, not just layered slices. Because when they said to make a cake, you just made a cake. And when we actually realised that in patisserie, you can actually just have layers of sponge with buttercream, that is still patisserie. Thank you very much, Jürgen, for pointing that out. Yeah. So Jürgen, though, his cakes and buttercreams were weird. He was doing like one beetroot and one cassis. I don't think I like beetroot in a buttercream. I don't think I'm for that. No, beetroot in a cake works quite well, but also as a standalone kind of flavour. Yes, it's a beautiful colour, so it can bring colour, but why wouldn't you do beetroot to get the colour and then something with the flavour? Yeah, it didn't kind of work out for me. What's cassis? Is that blackberry? Blackcurrant. Blackcurrant, sure. I mean, he didn't get a handshake, so it clearly wasn't very good. I know, that was the, the thing about the signature was it just felt quite brutal. I love the fact that basically before the signature started, the bits outside, Giuseppe was like, oh, I needed to buy a new shirt because I didn't think I was going to be this far. And Jürgen's like, I'm going to smash this. Yeah. And then it was Do you know what? I, maybe this is me being conspiracy theoristy. I think they decided he wasn't going to make it. Because they always want in a semi-final a really big eviction to be like, this is like a drama moment, that, like this person should be in the final, they want the uproar so that they get all those views. And I think they decided, I mean, for example, all of them getting handshakes, apart from Jürgen, yeah. 
they were trying to get rid of Jürgen, no? I think you could be onto something. As well, if we're thinking about demographics and how... Because obviously, as we've said before, this show does generally just work as it is, as you see it. Yeah. But there's a certain level, like in the final, you want to have different kinds of people. And so I kind of had the feeling it's going to either be Giuseppe or Jürgen going because they're kind of the same demographic. White, middle-aged, foreign man. Again, you just hate the foreigners, don't you? Real Brexit Britain speaking here. So Chicks was making a very simple, he was doing the very David school of Bake Off. He was doing very simple but raspberry perfect. and chocolate slice. There wasn't very much else going on there. No, but I have to say, I mean, I said it as a joke, but it was perfect. Like his looked the most like it would be in the shop, like people who've made them a million times. They looked exquisite. It, yeah, like, because when it's quite hard in the time, that's the hardest thing where you get the perfect lines and the perfect layers. And he really did have that down to a T. He was very calm as well. Very calm episode for him. Christelle um, went from the sublime to the ridiculous. She was doing nine layers, uh, various variations on coconut and black sesame and yuzu curd. Sounded nice. I really like black sesame. It's got like a very nutty flavor. So once again, I wanted to eat Christelle's. I just didn't think you needed to have all the layers. She's just trying to add stress mm. into there. I did enjoy when she was cutting them. Noel called her cack-handed Lil. I enjoyed that. <laughs> a cack-handed Lil. What does cack-handed mean? Cack-handed when you can't cut things straight. Yeah, but like, where does it come from? Oh, right. I've got no idea. Because isn't cack-handing what you do? <laughs> what you do? What, what you do in the toilet? What you do? <laughs> no, I don't. I famously don't handle any cack. All you're doing is like, you're making little cat cradles no. with toilet paper. But that would be like, I don't handle the cat because there's toilet paper in between. But is that what cat handed is? Are you the original cat handed Lil? Right. We're going to look this up. <laughs> Not now. Another time. Giuseppe, I really enjoyed that he put all of his bake into the oven without having added any flour like Maggie did all those weeks ago and then took it out, scooped all back into the bowl, added the flour, then put it back in the oven again. Yeah, he obviously got onto it very quickly because if you'd left that a bit too long in the oven it would have already started cooking and melting actually oven wise i realized watching this because basically the oven opened and chiggs's glasses steamed up did that yeah. happen to you in the tent yeah every day yeah i wasn't wearing my glasses i'm basically registered blind how did i do the whole series of bake-off without wearing glasses why didn't you wear them i don't even know now i didn't have very nice glasses then I was after Bake Off when I got a bit more money. Because I famously didn't, I invented clear glasses. Do you, you remember? Did. Yeah. I wore them on television and everyone started wearing them after that. Where did you get them from? Did you make them? They were from, oh, I don't know where they were from. I can't even remember the, the brand. They did send me some free ones afterwards that were really ugly. <laughs> you are a fashion leader. A fashion icon. Um, we're going to keep moving on. Uh, basically, everyone got handshakes apart from Jürgen. Um, so the technical was then a sable breton tart, which was a sable pastry, raspberry confiture, which is just chunky jam, and pistachio creme mousseline, as well as gilded meringue kisses and chocolate curls in two hours and 45 minutes. Right, I've got two things to say first. One... What is the point of the judges' tips? You know when they stand there and say, don't waste your time. Read things carefully. <laughs> Shut up and get out of the tent. And second of all, when it's the perfect, perfect bit in the tent, I love the way that Prue cut into it and then was like, oh, almost looks like a sponge. Oh, it's almost like you've never seen it before, Prue. <laughs> but supposedly you've just got to bake it in a tent somewhere. Brilliant. Iconic. Absolutely iconic. It was a good challenge, but one of those like really classic ones where if you don't know what it looks like, you're completely fucked. Yeah. And also a sable pastry is normally just like a thin pastry. Yeah, because sable basically just means shortbread, doesn't it? So I wouldn't have known what it looked like. Like, basically, Jürgen knew what it looked like, so he did well. Everyone but else if I was no a, If I was to have to make that, I would have rolled it out really thin. It would be like a really thin disc, which is what some of them did. It just felt like it was a good challenge. I enjoyed it. It looked delicious and it really made me want to eat it. But it felt like a little bit 
you were either going to do really well or you just weren't. And especially if you'd heard of it before, like Jürgen did. I did like the bit where Noel, just stirring things up a bit, walks over to Jürgen and then brings up again that he hasn't got a handshake. Yeah. And then Jürgen just mumbles and goes off and cries somewhere. <laughs> I liked it when Christelle said, it's still really runny. I'm not sure if I'm doing this right. <laughs> And then she said, I might start again. And I was like, you probably, if it's still running after a couple of goes, you probably should start again, probably. Um, and then Giuseppe, who said that he does it by hand because he can be gentler than a machine. <laughs> <laughs> the truth. The truth. So in the judging, bottom was Chiggs, who somehow managed to make a soggy top. Did you notice that? Yeah. He had a soggy top. I don't quite know what a soggy top is. <laughs> no, I don't either. Do you know what I mean? Let's get Chigs round to ask Let's him. get Chigs. I don't know how a top can end up soggy. Anyway, um, third was Christelle. Second was Giuseppe. And first was Jürgen. And I bet the producers were livid. They must have been <laughs> so annoyed at that point. They were like, we're trying to get rid of this man. And he's just doing brilliantly. And then Chigs in the Vox Pop before the showstopper said, I do better with my back against the wall. <laughs> I bet he does, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, the showstopper was a spectacular themed banquet display of 12 individual entremets around an edible centerpiece, that's what they call you, uh, in five hours. What do you think? I didn't love this. I thought it was shit. Yeah, just, yeah. Do, the en- just do the entremets. Yeah, and the thing is, the entremets, like this is no shade on the bakers because the entremets were really impressive they're that they brilliant. managed to do, but they're not really visually spectacular as these little things around. And then the centerpieces were just a bit token. Like when people are using the marshmallow and rice krispies and just like Chiggs's basic two biscuits slotted together. It, and it's not like they didn't have time to do anything else, but it didn't look that impressive. But if they'd not had to do the weird edible centerpieces, they'd just done like 12 individual entremets that all looked pristine. That would have been good enough for me for a showstopper. Yeah, apart from the fact that that was my signature when I did the... You didn't have to make entremets. You had to make a domed tart, please. Oh, yeah, but the same kind of thing. They look the same, though. I think it's not spectacular enough to be a showstopper unless they did something else with them. But Mm. the centerpiece wasn't it. I think if they hadn't done the centerpiece, they could have made the entremets more interesting and therefore it would have been fine. Yeah, they could have styled them just by having loads of nice layers of... Cutlery, yeah, not cutlery I mean, Chicks's was the best concept, I thought. Caramelised apples, white chocolate mousse, hazelnut biscuit with mirror glazes. And I loved the concept. With respect, yes, the biscuit tree was not patisserie. It was barely biscuit week level. But the actual entremets, I thought, were brilliant. Oh, really yeah, fantastic. Inspired. I actually really liked the sound of all of their entremets. I know some of them we can't taste and we don't know the textures, yeah. but I think they all did pretty well with the entremets. I think they did a really good job. I did enjoy that Chiggs, he was making that weird tree out of two biscuits and then Jürgen made it out of 40 and Jürgen was the one that went home. A fine challenge, not the most amazing, but Chriselle did win and she deserved to win, I think. Let's get back to your conspiracy they all did pretty much the same. If anything, I wouldn't say Jürgen was at the bottom there. No. I don't I know how I would say it was, but... It, it did seem I think a Giuseppe, it was between Giuseppe and Jürgen and I felt like Giuseppe was going to go, but they wanted Jürgen to go because they wanted the drama. They wanted the drama of it all, I'm pretty certain. Um, and it worked because everyone talked about it for the entire week. Maybe they just wanted everyone to have really good hair in the final. That was a good Are you saying Jürgen didn't have any good hair? Compared Shots to Giuseppe's? Fired. Anyway, the final then, the final. So Prue turned up wearing a necklace of cable ties, which is very nice. High fashion there. And the signature, which is a good signature, I thought, they had to make a, an exquisitely decorated carrot cake in two hours and 15 minutes. I thought that was good. Yeah. I think when they come to the final, I like the fact that they pair it back to something that's really basic. Well, they, they just say, used do to. something. This year they had to make breads, biscuits and whatever it was. It was a nonsense final this year. In the signature? Yeah. We complained about it famously about 10 weeks ago. Oh, I've already forgotten about this year. Wow. 
Well, it was last year now. But yes, I think it was a good challenge. I didn't like that it was in such short amount of time because no carrot cake is going to be baked and cooled and iced in two hours. That's just not possible. Yeah, and incredible that Giuseppe thought it would be a good idea to do one massive cake and cut it up. Do you think that's because Giuseppe just hadn't had time to practice it? Is that the problem? This is, so what people don't realise is we get the briefs ahead of time, but you don't get the final. No. So while you're still trying to scramble and do Bake Off, they then send you the final brief in the quarterfinals or something. It was the week before quarters, yeah. Yeah, and you've got to try and come up with ideas while still trying to do things, thinking I've got to try and stay in the competition. So you don't actually have a lot of time to and think about... And then in about... the normal world, when they're filming not in a bubble, you finish filming, say, on the Sunday, you come back on the Monday, you have to then practice these recipes that you've only just created or come up with. And you also have to do the backstory filming where your family tells you that they're very proud of you as well in a day. Yeah. So you basically have two days to create all these recipes in zero time. Or what you can do is you can get Michael and Henry around to help you. That's, that does work. Famously works. <laughs> um, so Chig said it was the second time he'd ever made one, um, which was a bit worrying. But I thought he looked fit this week, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he I mean, did. bar the, the carrot cake and fuck off. He looked great. He looked tasty. That shirt and then like with the chain visible through like the two buttons undone. Oh, 10 out of 10. He did finish early, which was strange considering how little time they had. Yeah, his was. Were you about to make a comment about finishing early? (laughs) I saw your mouth twitch there. I don't think Jigs finishes early. No, I don't think so. No, I think he's got some stamina. His was quite simple though, so I can see why. If you, because the thing is, when you've got so little time, you're going to rush. You're going to try and do it quickly. So I can see why you might, even though it's a, a small amount of time, I can see why you might finish it. I thought his looked the best out of all of them, to be honest. I loved yep. the the square look of it. It looked very patisserie. It looked much more patisserie than his tree that he made the week before. But like, Christelle's was what I wanted to eat. Pistachio, cardamom and orange in the carrot cake. Stunning. Yeah, she said, I'm putting fresh cardamom in. I mean, surely she wasn't. Surely she just meant ground cardamom. Yeah, but she look, it'll be ground recently like if you know how oh, rather you have, than just buying it yeah, yeah if you buy spices and you leave them in your cupboards they just go dusty and nothing. you could tell the box that she took that out of was definitely a home box yeah for sure so basically they all got nice enough feedback they were all a bit stodgy and, and a bit messy final. they always say that because they needed more time yeah. um, which is good because it could have just given them more time but there we go technical was 12 belgian buns filled with sultanas and lemon curd in 2.5 hours i'm just going to read out the instructions they had are you ready Make Belgian buns filled with lemon curd and sultanas. That's number one. Number two, pipe icing in a zigzag pattern across the buns. The end. But you know what? They're all laughing about this. It's not exactly difficult. It's an enriched dough. It's lemon curd and it's sultanas. Yeah. And they're swirling like cinnamon rolls. So it's one of those ones where it's like, oh yeah, it's funny because it brings a drama and everyone can talk about it. And anyone that doesn't know baking might think it's difficult, but actually... That's actually easier than some of the technicals where you don't have a clue what it is, but there's a lot more. Like sadly, whatever that was that we just spoke about. Yeah. I loved this challenge. I love the, the technicals where it's something they should know how to do and they give them no instructions. Like that's my favorite kind of challenge. Although Giuseppe was genuinely livid. You could see it in his eyes. Like he was furious. Yeah. I mean, furious because he didn't know what it was, which seemed quite strange. Has it he was... been to Greg's? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or any high street bakery. <laughs> Others are available. He seems genuinely livid. I loved Christelle, who was just like an innuendo machine during this one. Um, she wasn't sure how thick her buns should be. And then she said, I need to have enough time for my buns to cool before I glaze them. You don't want to have to glaze your hot buns, do you? No, definitely not. They're definitely better to be cooler. It'll just I... run straight off. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's sticky enough, it won't. No, but if they're warm... Yeah. It'll yeah. it'll loosen the glaze, won't it? Yeah, it will. And it'll just trickle down oh. the sides. Yeah. <laughs> Little oh. wince from Alex there in the corner. <laughs> 
I love the most that Christelle won. Yes. She so won a third technical. was Giuseppe, burned. Uh, second was Chiggs, tall. And first was Christelle, perfect. That's what I wrote down. Very good. Showstopper was a Mad Hatter's afternoon tea. Uh, they had to display four different baking disciplines and they had to include both sweet and savoury in four and a half hours. Classic Showstopper. Lots going on. Colourful. Exciting. Like, I thought it was good. It was good. The brief was broad enough, I thought. Like, yeah. it was... You have to do four different baking disciplines, but you can do anything you want. I don't like it when it has to be one bread, one biscuit, one this, because they could do pastry or they could do desserts. They could do anything from any time. And sweet and savoury. Yeah, I thought it was a good a good challenge. Again. I mean, in general, what we found out is that these three bakers are very talented because they did a lot of great things. It was mm. very hard to kind of pull them apart. Basically, I made up my own. I actually wanted Chiggs's Jammy Dodgers with the black pepper biscuits, Christelle's curried pies, and her chai tea cakes and Giuseppe's panna cotta and asparagus and pea shoes. So I think notice, they should all win. Did you notice Chiggs's little mushrooms that looked like a field of willies? Oh, they did, yeah. They did like a little, little field of willies. Quite big heads, big red heads. Very big red heads. Uh, bulbous, yeah. some would say. Yes. I thought it was very good, actually. Overall, they did very well. Christelle said she liked to finish it off by hand, which is always important. Famous doesn't like a machine. But Giuseppe, I thought... Oh, this is maybe controversial. And I think he's a very talented baker and his book is absolutely brilliant. I think Giuseppe only won because Christelle fucked the focaccia. Not literally, figuratively. Mm, interesting. Because her focaccia was raw, but hers looked the most visually stunning. She was first in the technical. Her signature, I think, was the best tasting of the lot, the most finished of the three unfinished bakes. And her showstopper looked visually stunning. It was just that the focaccia was literally raw. I hadn't thought about that before because to me in my head it was like Giuseppe had won Bake Off from the first episode but you're right the only thing is is it was raw they couldn't give somebody a win when they literally made something that was uncooked yeah and as the centerpiece of their entire bake and Giuseppe's was kind of faultless it might not have been as exciting it might not have been as good as Christelle's across the board but Mm. everything was right and I mean like obviously they're all incredibly incredibly talented I mean Christelle's got a book coming out next year this year I don't Mm. know when but and Giuseppe's his baking is exquisite and perhaps across the entire season Giuseppe was a lot more consistent for sure but in the bake-off tent the final is down to the final only not about the season and Giuseppe kissed the spatula he did kiss the spatula that's why I would like to have kissed Chig (laughs) right on to the taste test this one comes from daphne i love that name who has revealed herself as a global ambassador for eating tinned soup cold Mm, divisive i wonder if producer alex will yelp again about this one we'll find out shortly you know the drill is it a yay or an a from daphne hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, it's us interrupting us to promote us. If you'd like to support us, you can join our Patreon. It's called our OnlyFans, and you will get this. Okay, I'll see you never then. Well, <laughs> you don't exist then. Well, like, goodbye forever. And a bit of this. Devin and Con will argue about where to put the cream. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of that. I don't want any part of me to be needed. Hey, what about this? This sounds like quite concerning. Do the police know about this? Well, the so, statute so of limitations. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, we don't actually know what's being put in there. Hopefully, it was all really good stuff. And now you want to join us? How much does it cost, David? It costs about the same price as a cup of coffee each month. Just have one less coffee and have loads of extra content over at patreoncom forward stroke sticky bun boys. We're going to start this one with a little input from producer Alex. Your thoughts, please. Rank. <laughs> there we go. Rank. Um, that's actually what people described him as on his um, social media <laughs> platforms. He was on Hinge and they were like, no, thank you. Rank. Um, I, well, what do you think first? I don't like it. I had a cousin that used to eat tinned tomato soup cold and it's not my thing. But weirdly, I really like gazpacho and saramejo and all those Spanish cold soups. So I'm probably being a bit snobbish, aren't See, I? See, I think if it's one of those condensed soups, I'm into it. Because it's more like a pudding. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but no. like condensed cream of chicken soup, cold. Yes, please. Wait, when you say condensed, are they the ones that where they come out, they kind of make that sound and they're kind of still oh, that like... That was a nice a... noise. Make that noise again. <laughs> that was lovely. If we could name the podcast that this week, that would be lovely. Well, how would you spell that? I think it starts with a G. That's all I know. Well, a G-C-H. A G yes. G-C-H-O-A-M. Yeah. <laughs> but then it stands upon its own. You're meaning like that. Yeah. And then you add milk to it oh. to make it, you add milk or water to make it kind of runnier. You can make a lovely pasta with that. So like you get like, you, you bake your pasta and then you get condensed cream of chicken soup and condensed cream of mushroom soup, make them go into the pan and then add your pasta, done. Yeah. Well, fine. That's a warm pasta. Basically what I'm saying is Daphne, enjoy jail with Michael because you, got, <laughs> you two can definitely... I feel like it's a new year, new me. You don't have to go to jail, Daphne. You do not have to pass go. You can pass go, collect £200, but don't go to jail. Um, I'm not doing the next bit. It's all you. I don't actually know any of these questions. Oh, well, in that case, this first one actually is very, very good. This comes from Dennis. Dennis with two N's. The menace. Yeah. Michael and David, I have a challenge for you. I like you... put my name first, by the way. Normally it's David and Michael. I know. Because of the alphabet annoying, and stuff, it? but it's fun. I liked it. Hmm. You have to describe GBBO bakers as a bake. And see if the other person can guess who you're describing. Okay, uh, miso caramel tart. <laughs> well, that's Christelle. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, what about a tiramisu? 
Giuseppe. Or, I don't know whether you'll get this one, an upside down pineapple cake. An upside down pineapple cake. I'm picturing pineapple rings, which look quite like an anus. Who has a nice anus that I've seen on Bake Off? Whose anuses have you seen from Bake Off? <laughs> Prue's. But I'm trying to think of the bakers. <laughs> one of her tunics wasn't long enough. <laughs> Got a little flash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. I always start these and Michael always takes it too far. Um, Me? I don't know who you cradle of. your own shit in your hands. <laughs> yeah, but you started talking about poo probably. Right. Who is an upside down cake? I don't know. Is it Amanda? No. Who loves pineapples? I don't know. Alice. Alice. Everything yes. in the house is covered in pineapple. She's obsessed with a pineapple. That is true. One more. A communion biscuit. Henry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got an easy one for you first okay. of all. A ginger nut. Is that easy? Andrew Smith. Yes. Was it Andrew? Yeah, yeah. Because he's ginger. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I mean, that that's it. Stressful. Quite simple. How about a Paris breast? French boobs. Who's French? <laughs> French boobs. <laughs> Who's French with nice boobs? Paris breast. Manon. Yes. yes. <laughs> We do well with this. French with nice boobs. That's what her dating profile say. She's How- a mother. I shouldn't talk about her like that. She's a mother. How about sausage pie with a tasty gravy? No, it's going to be someone you fancy. <laughs> Are we going back to the shed from the other week? Were they in the shed? Yes, really? they were in was the shed. Was that what was happening? Yeah. So it's Selassie. No, Selassie wasn't in the shed, but Selassie will do. Uh, will do. <laughs> uh, chigs. Yes, yeah. it's Pork fest. Oh, no, yeah. what, what, no, George had a pork fest. Anyway. Oh, it could have been George as well, actually. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, how about angel cake? Yes, it's you, Michael. Oh, <laughs> you flirt. Got every week. Or a creamy scone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I liked that game. That was fun. Right. Thanks, Dennis. Actually, if anyone has any more they can think of, if they can describe a baker as a bake and send it in, we can like make that a thing. Oh, yes. That would be fun. And, and if the they don't, it- this is the last you'll ever hear of that. <laughs> the ruder the better, please. <laughs> Next question is from Alex. I have had some sad news to start 2023. You could have just told us, Alex. You didn't need to write in. <laughs> yeah, it's not this, Alex. So I don't think he bakes. <laughs> My trusty and beloved spatula decided to break under the weight of a very butter-heavy brioche dough. We've been together almost my whole baking life, and I'm not embarrassed to say I cried. I haven't found the right headspace to look for a new one. Do you have a piece of kitchen equipment you love as much as I loved my spatula? Also, why were they using a spatula for a dough? Yeah, um, some, you know when you get a very sticky wet dough though Sometimes I do use a spatula Because then you get nicely down the sides and flip yeah, it over Yeah, but like you would never break a spatula from getting down the sides You just use a, a dough hook I think it's spatula because it's quite old I think it was quite brittle, it was on its way out Do you know what though, like my spatula is my favourite thing in the world I've got a lovely spatula from Marks and Spencers About eight years ago, it's grey It's quite strong Until the edges where it's quite like Flexible. Flexible. Like me, really. Strong <laughs> until you get to the edges, then I like I might break. I, because it took me a while to buy a new spatula, I got a nice new grey one as well, and I bought two. Yeah, it's important. It's important. Oh, this has been nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next question that is That was from... so earnest as well. <laughs> oh, I love my... We all love our spatulas. We just love our spatulas. It's all about spatula. I also do like my microplane. I find What's that, that very useful. You know, like the grater that's got... But it's like really fine grade. Oh, like a zester. Yeah, like the zester microplane thing. I've got a Joseph like Joseph zester, which is lovely. Yes, it's got like a little too. scoop on the back that kind of like gets rid of the zests. We love Joseph. <gasps> oh, Joseph. We could do a whole episode on different implements. I love some of my kitchen aids. Not my kitchen aids. My kitchen aids. Yeah. Not my kitchen aid. 
who's quite weak. She's quite weak and noisy now, my KitchenAid. Actually, yeah, my, I want to get one of those proper industrial ones. Mine, like, walks across the counter. You're holding your pinky up again when you're holding your mic. Every so often it just pings up. <laughs> right, Mags. This is from Mags. Every year on Bake Off, we have special weeks where they feature a food culture slash ingredient as the theme for the bakes or cooking for that week. Chocolate and caramel are known to be pretty tough, and we know the production team have struggled with Japanese and Mexican week. But what special week would you like to be featured on the next season? Oh, that's quite good. Basically, I don't want to say what I want because then Bake Off will wreck it. Because I would quite like to see a Swedish week. They don't week. listen. <laughs> they don't listen. Controversially, I'd either like to keep seeing these different weeks from different places. I'd love a Scandinavian week, for example. Yeah. Um, but they need to bring in a guest judge from that country to make it less offensive and for them to consult on it so it doesn't become a bit weird but i would quite like to see a sourdough week oh wow yeah because like it's not just the breads the breads could obviously be the showstopper and we've spoken about that kind of idea of a golden hour the night before or whatever but then you could also do like sourdough crackers and sourdough brownies and like using sourdough discard as an ingredient for something else. And like, I don't necessarily think it needs to be their own sourdough starter. I mean, if they walked into the tent and they were given each 300 grams from the same starter, it levels the playing field. Yeah. And also it would broaden people's horizons for what sourdough is because sourdough right. isn't just bread. You know, the injera, the Ethiopian bread. No. It's like a, it looks like a crumpety pancake. Right. That's technically sourdough because right. it's a soured batter. But you can make anything yeasted. You can make with a sourdough yep. starter in a way. So I'd love to see that. That's my suggestion. That is good. I would like Sweden. So like the Scandinavian week for you. But I would also like a week that's basically a fruity week. Fruity. Just the gays. Because, <laughs> just the gays. Everyone else, everyone else can sit at the front of All the heterosexuals <laughs> are banned from the week. <laughs> because fruit goes really well in bakes, but also yeah. it can be it can replace sugars. It can can also be very, very decorative and things. So I think a fruity would be quite good. That'd be good. Yeah, I like that. Because they could also pick a single fruit to do for the technical somehow so that everything is blackcurrant and it's all different flavours and not different flavours, different colours and levels. Levels. I haven't thought this through very much, but, no, but it works. Fruity it works. week. Okay, this one's from Anon. Anon says, let's talk about kinks. My question is, when is a good time in a dating schedule to talk about your kinks? A schedule? Yeah, they schedule. have a calendar. Yeah. <laughs> I, for example, like Uralagnia. It looks like lasagna, but got Ura at the start. Which sure. apparently is sexual excitement at a golden shower. Oh, so like piss. Yes. Sure. But never know I when... I feel like we've gone from spatulas to piss very quickly. Yeah. But sure, fine. And that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> but I never know when to tell a date about this. If it isn't something they can get on board with, I feel like I've wasted a lot of time on the first two dates. Wow, so they're doing it on the third date. Um, <laughs> but it would be a bit creepy announcing this on a first date, wouldn't it? Help. This How is, is it a waste of time? Like, it's quite a specific kink. It is quite specific. I guess people do have things. It is an interesting question, though. Yeah. Because it... if you're going to be with someone and you have a very specific thing that you get lots of sexual desire from, sexual desire? Sexual whatever from, then you do need to know when to tell them because you might have wasted time if you're going through date after date after date, and then that's like, okay, well, I'm not into that. Yeah, so. but then is it like, do you desperately need it? Or is there something you like, but can get away with not having? And like, it's something that also like, if you're with someone for a long time, that they might be like, well, that's not really for me, but I know you like it, so I'll do it for you. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, it's a yes or no right now. Yeah, for this person, it seems like this is sex for them. Like, they need to have this. Yeah. Maybe. Well, then sooner. Date one. Date in one. your profile. Hello, my name's Michael. I like piss. <laughs> no? Yeah. <laughs> I also think no, nowadays... Like, I feel like sex comes up sooner. Yeah. Please no one cut that out as a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that bit for Michael talking. <laughs> I agree. I think nowadays, I think you should feel free 
to talk about that on a first date. It's actually interesting. Like I kind of thought about this recently because the whole thing when you're dating is like, is that person going to be a top? Is that person going to be a bottom? Are they going to like what, do you know, in like in gay, in gay culture, you kind of have to have a bit of an idea kind of what that person's going to like sexually anyway. I mean, it's not quite into fetishes, but it's just about what they're into. And like, it is hard to know when you can kind of bring that up and can you bring it up in a bit of a jokey way or like that kind of thing is quite difficult. I don't really have an answer because I find it quite difficult to work out that vibe of stuff myself but i do think you are able to talk about sex early into a relationship if you want to yeah surely a relationship first date relationship (laughs) maybe that's my problem i think of the first date as the beginning of a relationship already married (laughs) (laughs) yeah i agree i think nowadays people you can talk about these things early and also i think i just generally think people are more up for trying things nowadays i'm not going to yuck anyone else's yums particularly but if it's not for me i'll just say that's not for me if it's a deal breaker for you, then that's where that ends. But if it's not, then we can kind of move on. That's it. Michael, sorted out your schedule then on. <laughs> there you go. And that's your lot for this week. We cannot wait to jump into the traitors from next week. But don't you worry, we're not going to leave you bereft of your baking fixes. That's right. If you join our OnlyFans, we'll continue uploading recipes and spilling tea, as well as including exclusive episodes where we review Bake Off's holiday specials. And that is over at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys. I don't know where we're going to find the time for all of that, to be honest, but it does sound like fun. Remember to send your questions, stories and taste tests over to stickybunboys at gmail.com. And if you've got any burning questions, burning, about the traitors, we'll do our best sleuthing along with our special guests and answer them for you too we'll see you next week you lucky ducks keep them sticky ready for the boring bit let's go the sticky band boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with love productions the great british bake-off or any of its subsidiaries all views and opinions are our own the great british bake-off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders very professional david in one breath (laughs) we're all just having a bit of fun aren't we (laughs) 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.